Welcome to this episode of Coming Up Standing, episode 38. I'm Jake Adams, your host. How's everybody doing? You guys doing okay out there? I want to know. I want to know how your life is. Also, I want to know if you like the show. I'm not getting enough feedback. I want some, not feedback, but just, you know, maybe tweet at me. Do that. Just say hi. Just say hi. I'm listening. So I know there's people listening. I'm looking at the numbers. Just wanna, just want people to say hi. Tweet at me at Jake M Adams, or uh, follow this show on Twitter at Coming Up Standing. Nothing's worse than an unsuccessful Twitter account. Nobody wants that in their life. So yeah, tweet at the show or me. Mostly just me. I don't care about the show. Just me. <laughs> that makes any sense. Uh, the guest today is Ben Bazuna. Ben Bazuna. Ben Bazuna, super funny guy, for real, uh, hilarious YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is called Lie Guys. Check it out. We talk about it during the show. Also, really funny stand-up comedian. He does a show at the Hollywood Improv called Embarrassing. So if you get a chance to look that show up, go to it. It's a lot of things you need to do before you listen to this podcast, clearly. One last thing that you could possibly do is come to my stand-up show. Our first one, April 17th at the Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. Got that late show. Prop Drop. It's called Prop Drop. There's going to be props for movies on stage with comedians. They're going to tell jokes and tell jokes possibly about these props, talk about them. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just do jokes. Basically, a stand-up show. There's props, very cool props in the background to literally really spice things up. Other than that, enjoy your day. Go on a hike. Just go go on a hike for a minute with a friend by yourself. Just go. Just go do it right now. Maybe listen, instead of doing what you're doing while listening to this podcast, go on a hike and listen to it. Nothing like information about stand-up comedians while enjoying nature to really get the day off and a good start. Okay. This has been fun. Enjoy this podcast with Ben Bazuna. Coming up, standing, coming up. Like B. Arthur all the time. <laughs> um, From Arthur. B. Arthur. Anybody's listening right now, just picture. Yeah, yeah. B. Arthur is in Arthur. I looked uh, him up today. You looked up Arthur? Well, Arthur and then B.R. Oh, DL, D- D- DW. DW. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I no like, wonder I couldn't find him. I was like, B. Arthur. Isn't that someone else? That's something <laughs> that has nothing to do with Arthur the TV show. <laughs> I think that's like an actress. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea who B. Arthur is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember. But it's, it's DW. DW is Arthur's little sister. <laughs> yeah. And she's fucking huge on Tumblr right now. Really? I, I don't know why. That show hasn't been on in a, in a long time. No, but Tumblr is so weird that it, it likes to pick up things that were popular like 10 years ago, and then it gets popular on the internet, and then it gets popular on Twitter. It's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm not in, on that Tumblr game. 
Uh, yeah, me neither. I just someone I did that joke somewhere. Some girl was like, "I like that DW reference because it's huge on Tumblr right now." And I was like, "Oh, weird." <laughs> so relevant without even knowing. I know. I just fucking tap into the zeitgeist without even fucking trying. Just fucking. Uh. Uh, ben Bazuna. Yes, that's hey. my name. What's up, man? How you doing, Jake? Good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I went on a hike today. I feel like I'm in a good, good place. I've been mm-hmm. coming out of a, a strong week of naps. Uh, I was just killing the nap game, and it's been it was been killing my productivity I this mean, past week. I can see why you would nap in here. It's just so comfortable and so well set up. I'm talking about Jake's apartment. If you don't know, it's a it's a bachelor pad, one room. Um, it's fucking dope. <laughs> I love it. I wish I lived here. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real comfortable place to take a nap. Uh, you can close those blinds, and then it's like there's not even a world out there. There's no roommates coming in. It's a fucking be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? You just you, know, you have no obligations to go downstairs to be like, hey guys, you just saw you. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a whole thing when you got roommates. You gotta playing pool downstairs. You gotta be social, you know. Uh huh. You feel weird if you're not. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that I'm glad that I think I'm out of it now. I mean, that being said, I did take a 20 minute nap before you came over, uh, <laughs> but it just, a tw- like it was, I'm doing, talking like two, three hours out of the day of just straight sleeping. Um, but you know, I, I think mean, we're out of it now. I mean, there's good things. Like if you're going to sleep super late cause you're like, Oh, I just got to fucking work and you stay up till 3am like writing some shit and then you take naps. Then it's like, okay, that makes sense. But if you're just like. I go to sleep at like midnight and then I also nap for three hours. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, was kind of that play, you know, of just not getting enough sleep at night. Yeah. For just because I got an HBO Go password. <laughs> so not have anything to do with writing. Just because I've been watching, uh, well, first I watched the Scientology documentary. Uh, a little weird that you have to pay HBO, HBO to watch that documentary. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying, yeah. HBO. Uh, but also, uh, just been watching Girls a lot. Do uh, you, you watch that show? I no. That's oh, okay. I, uh, I know a lot of people do. Yeah, I, and I've thought about it, but I just I feel like it's too far now. I don't want to try and catch up. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Of, see, that's <laughs> my downfall. I've I, watched three seasons in one week. I think I watched um I watched the one, the episode that Don Glover was in because I just like Don Glover. So yeah, I yeah. He was in it. a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I saw the first episode of like the second season or yeah. something. That might have been the first one. Is he your favorite rapper? Um, there I there was a moment like like a year and a half ago where I would have been like, yes, with no hesitation. Yeah. Because like all throughout college and even the end of high school, he was like my favorite, you know, and I still feel like I like him a lot, but now I like, like, I like Kid Cudi a lot too. It's like, it's probably a tie. Really? Them. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and I uh, like Chance a lot too. Chance the Rapper? Yeah. No, you don't, not have, don't have Drake or Kendrick or J. Cole on, on uh, top Drake, of the list? Drake's amazing, obviously. Drake's, uh, like, no matter what you think of Drake, like, if you like him as a person, whatever, his music is incredible. <laughs> like, just his flow, the way he can just, like, drop words in there that don't make any sense, essentially. Or, I don't know. But I, like, he just makes his own words. And uh, I mean, yeah, he creates culture. He creates lingo. He says things, and then they become popular, and everyone says them. It's fu- And it's, it's, it's not just because he's, like, cool. It's because, like, the songs the the songwriting and the beats he chooses and the way he can go from singing the hook to like rapping the verse and it's seamless it's just it's just i went back on spotify which i don't even get how spotify makes money because they must be paying like why okay here's what i wonder is like why do artists agree to let their stuff be on spotify 
because unless the, Spotify's paying them a shitload to license. I would assume music. that it's similar to the podcast world now, where if you gain a following and people can listen to your music uh, easily through that forum, then they'll, you'll make all your money when they come out and see you. Like concerts. Okay, so yeah, that's it's just weird because like I I'll never buy anything again. If it's on Spotify, because you pay your Spotify dues a month and yeah. it's the best thing. That's all yeah. you need. I mean, unless you're a Taylor Swift fan, because she's not on there. Yeah, and then maybe all those people that Jay Z recruited to be part of Title are like gonna pull themselves off Spotify. Oh, too. is that a thing? Have you heard about that? No. So it's like Jay Z, Kanye, Daft Punk, Rihanna, fucking, and ten more people that are just like huge. All or like we're starting this new company called Title. It's gonna be a thing where it's kind of like Netflix, but for music and their music will be there but they're still on spotify right now so it makes me think like why would anyone buy this if they can just listen to it on spotify yeah um so i think like eventually they're probably all going to pull their stuff off of spotify too yeah it's a major power move have you you've used title though and it's no i haven't used it i don't think it's out yet they just oh, like announced okay. it but um but what i was saying about drake is that i went back and listened to his whole discography like all the way from what is it? So far gone, like mm-hmm. whatever his first mixtape thing he put out, and yeah, I was like, which oh. was all just fire songs. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, he's always been good. And then I just like <laughs> listened to everything, and I was like, fuck, I, you know, I get it. He's fucking, he's great. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing for me. I need a backstory to be able to get to the point with the rapper where he can just talk about all the cool shit that he has. Yeah, like yeah. I just need that part. Like that song was like, I just want to be successful. Like yeah. I need to put myself in that mindset and grow with. So I need to go back like you do with all the discography. I and I'm doing that with Jay Z right now, and uh, Jay Z is so prolific. He's put out like an album every year. Well, not in the past like in the past couple like ten years or whatever. There's like a year in between an album or so, but like from 96 to like 2005, 2006, it was like an album every year. Sometimes like special edition ones with new things and something. He did like a combo album with Linkin Park. He did another one with R. Kelly, like, and he did another one with Kanye. Like he's done so much. He never stops working. I wonder if that's comparably harder than doing an uh, an hour of stand up each year, like the Louis C.K. and Aziz are doing right now. I mean, Aziz doesn't, Aziz kind of does it. He's, I feel like he's done the last three, last he's, three years. He's like every other year. Is he? Yeah, I feel like it's just been last year, but you, you well, might be right, because the Madison Square and then before that, the other Netflix one. Was that in 2014 or 2013? I don't remember. Uh, well, it's close to being it every year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I yeah. Know, but yeah, Louis doing it. It's... Yeah, it's... it's. I don't know. I think the, the hard thing about comedy is that you can't just like like go in a bunker and create an album in two months or two like i was in this thing where kanye was talking about how long it took him to make uh the last one what's it called the one that came out in 2013 it was like uh the one where he has like picasso baby and uh yeah i um i'm not as big i haven't listened to all of kanye like i have you know like drake and j cole yeah i think it's uh, whatever that I'll, I, I'm totally blanking on it but his latest album i heard this interview where he said we finished the album in two weeks Really? Yeah, and it's because like they just hold themselves up in a studio. They have the beats. They have people fly in, put down a verse. Let's listen to this song, you know. And then they just like are like, okay, here it is. But with stand up, I feel like it can't be that fast. Yeah, because there's yeah. such a trial and error, uh, and you have to try out in front of people when like they know. <laughs> like you can tell. I feel like as uh, when you get to that level as a rapper, like oh, this track is gonna be so good. I mean, I was thinking about it today about how like. If you were some huge comedian, like how crazy would it be to make your album the way that Jay-Z makes his albums where you just like 
<laughs> have all your comedian friends come over and you have a fucking whiteboard and you're like, these are the topics I want to talk about. Let's riff. Let's go. You know, and it's like, and then it would be like, uh, like Aziz, one of Aziz's bits, like CVS, it'd be like CVS contributing writers, uh, you know, H. John Benjamin, blah, 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 blah. I need to have like four writers on each joke or so, you know, like, yeah, it's I mean, that's essentially just how television is made. Yeah. Where you have all your <laughs> best, like the funniest comedians in a room and. I guess that's more like a music album, like someone getting their own TV show, like Inside Amy Schumer or like The Kroll Show. That's much more like having an album, like a season of a TV show than yeah. putting out a stand-up album. Because like a stand-up album is just like, it's so you and it's so right, like... Right, you're the writer, director, and everything. Yeah, and it's always, for the most part, unless you're Bo Burnham, it's just going to be like spoken word and there's no like production element of it really. Right, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean... I feel like some comedians now like are taking the more of a creative form and like releasing their like Chelsea Peretti's one of the oh, greats yeah, yeah. or you know uh, uh, who just uh, did one like um, for videos but yeah like yeah but you know like just really thinking about the pr- presentation of you know and making it different and I like it that own. too man like I I th- do you ever think about like if you put out a special what you would like want it to be like or if you'd want it to be straight stand up or I'm not in that uh, mind space yet to think about releasing a stand-up uh, special because uh, I think you have to get at least 20 minutes of material <laughs> to uh, even, okay. even start you. thinking about that. Dude, you should put out a mixtape then. A yeah. comedy mixtape? <laughs> I mean, that's what some people have done. Like, Joe Mandy put out a comedy mixtape, but it was like, he put it out like last year, but the way that it was formatted was like a straight-up like mixtape where at the beginning it'd be like, we presented... Joe Mandy, you know, and it would have like a beat and then it would like be, have like skits and then it would go into one of his jokes and it was like set up like a rap mixtape. So it was a cool format thing. Really? Yeah. Is that something you've thought about at all? Yeah. I mean, I've thought about because sometimes I feel. Because you're like, not just uh, just straight stand up sometimes. Like you have a lot of you have more talents than just just at least I, I know film production like yeah. in that aspect. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I think about like how do I. How would I do that as a stand-up special? Because like, or a any presenting st- like, because right now I feel real stagnant with my stand-up. I'm like, ah, these jokes, uh, you know. And I feel yeah. like there's a part of me that's like, how do I break this form? You know, how do I like? I look at Bo Burnham and I'm like super jealous. I'm like, oh my god, that looks fucking dope. But then you go to Tribal and you're like, like this isn't the right place to do. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I'm I'm searching for a way to present the things I want to do in a, in a weirder, more dynamic way that is, is stand up, but it might include media in a way. And I still trying to find out what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eventually I feel like you will combine both of the things that you like to do the most. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause before I even saw you do stand up, I watched uh, a lot of your YouTube videos, oh, uh, cool. all the lie guy stuff. Hell uh, yeah. Dude, which is so funny. Have you, uh, done any of those recently or, uh, yeah. So like, uh, with those first ones I spent like a year kind of like shooting them and then editing and because I wanted to put them all out like a season kind oh of. really so before you release some of them you I mean you finished most of them yeah yeah like I fin I finished them for the most part and then I was like okay I'll release one every two weeks for like however long like three months or something and then while I had done that I'd also had other ones that I'd shot and that I was going to edit and the editing process just takes a while. So there's like, there's like maybe four or five other ones that are in varying States that I want to try and put out like within a month or something, like put out like the first one of those. Um, yeah. But, but you're yeah. a real, uh, real schemer. 
Yeah, I'm a real schemer, real uh, internet schemer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the basis of most of these for people who are listening right now are just like uh, YouTube videos that you go into certain scenarios and uh, with the presented lie of who you are or, or situation and kind of just like get people off their game or. Uh, yeah, yeah. I try to like, always have like some point, like we're trying to figure this thing out or will this happen if this, ha-, you know, and, and I try to present it almost like a stand up bit like. I saw this thing and it made me feel this way. If we tried this out, will this happen? Kind of like an experiment type thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that uh, come from of like wanting to do stuff like that? Well, the first thing I saw that made me want to do comedy was the daily show. It was like watching like Jason Jones. Like this is like 2004, 2003 or something. How long have you been doing stand up? When did you start? I didn't start. But I started when I was like 18. Um, okay. But, uh, and how old, I, are you, how old are you now? I'm 25. Okay, right on. Yeah. So you've been doing it for seven years. I guess. It doesn't, I, there, I was in college for a, a long part of it. So, you know, when you're in college, you're not hitting it as hard as uh, you are when, when you're doing it full time. Yeah, so, be, yeah, no, like, uh, I mean, I went to community college when I started, so mm-hmm. I, that was st- still stand up at the time was my main focus. Uh, I didn't care. Okay. But what school did you go to? I went to Indiana University. And oh, I, right on. And I was running uh, track and cross country. Do you ever go back and play the comedy attic? I do know I'll go back and do like the mic and like I I haven't been booked to like do a feature there. Yeah, that like place that. is amazing. It's great though. I that love place it. is so good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 where I started though. That's that was the first place I ever did stand up. It's uh it's a place that let me host the first time and fucking just they they would let me come see shows for free, so I owe Jared, s- Jared, the owner there. He Dude. did uh, an episode of this podcast one really? time. Yeah. Oh, I gotta listen to that. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, J- such a like uh, quirky guy, but loves stand up. <laughs> Jared's, Jared's the best. I mean, he for everyone who started in that scene, like they owe Jared like everything for letting them get up on the stage, even for open mic nights. But then also he would just let comedians come in for free and watch shows, which is the most beneficial thing because a year in, I would just get to like go see the best comics. I was watching like Hannibal Burris and Doug Benson come through and like Ryan Stout and just like seeing all these different styles and kind of being like learning like, Oh, I like that. Or, Oh, I don't want to do that. But like just seeing how people have an hour, um, that was the most beneficial thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar to the way I started, which was in Orange County, but mm-hmm. I would just go to the Irvine Improv, and uh, they were pretty cool about the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, but like, I didn't have a, like, a good... Because at the Comedy Attic, they, he books some of my favorite comedians yeah. and like really, really good really about good it. taste. And he, he booked a lot of people before they were even like on. You know what I mean? Like I was there. He booked Amy Schumer in like 2008. Like after she had done Last Comic Standing, and that was really it. And I remember seeing her and being like, "She's funny," but I had no idea she was going to be Amy Schumer in like five years or whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean that guy Jared is so in the comedy scene, such a big fan that yeah. he just he so gets you know who you know he, he has such an appreciation for comedy. He picks people before they blow up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I saw. So the first things that made me want to do comedy was watching like The Daily Show and seeing their like things where they would go into a situation and have a story that they're trying to cover. And oftentimes the person they were interviewing didn't really know it was for the daily show. And it would be this whole kind of like, you know, uh, they'd make the people look dumb, you know, that those, those kind of daily show interviews. And then also right. my brother introduced me to the Ali G show, which is, you know, Sasha yeah, Baron's so, show yeah. that he had before doing Borat and Bruno. And, uh, and that's all about that too. It's like he would, have you seen it, you know, he'd dress up as these different characters and he would always have like, a social point kind of that he was 
trying to make in a lot of yeah. Them. There's and, always an undertone of uh, you know some commentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some yeah etiquette and social behavior that like he, he feels like he feels a certain way about. Totally, and he's he's so smart. And I always watch those things. And I was actually before I ever did stand up, I would make videos like for uh, at my high school. They had this school. Did you f- study film production all the way through high school and college? Um, yeah. I mean, I did TV film production for my major in college. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but in high school they had this like TV news thing and it was like a thing where well, it was, it was so dumb because when I was first there, all they would do is like people would sit there and basically do the announcements, but in front of a camera. So it was like when TV first started where they would just do the radio, you know what I mean? So it'd be, it'd be like call out meeting in room 404 for girls volleyball, you know, and just there was no facial expression. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there'd be like, yeah, th- there'd be no reason for that to be on video. It, that could have just been over the loudspeaker. But, um, when I got in the class, some people had started making like little skits or little things about the sports teams, like covering them in a funny way. And I just was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And so I just, the, I asked the teacher like, Hey, can I just make like, something funny and they're like sure you know and i would get to make stuff and then um it would get broadcast on the the to all the school like in fifth period like later when i would be in fifth period too so i'd get to see my own videos come up and then see if people would laugh and that was kind of like the first feeling it felt like stand-up do you remember any of the premises or some of those videos that you (laughs) used to make they were like super because i was so influenced by the daily show they were like super political issue. Do you still like, have any of them? Yeah, I do. do you, have you played them on, because uh, you have a show at the Improv called Embarrassing uh-huh. uh, that I wanted to talk about later, but like it's where comedians come and show videos or audio clips from their mm-hmm. past that's like, why would you do this? Did you ever play some of those on your um, show? No, because I think they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I still like them. So like, if I, if I thought they were yeah, bad, I was just then assuming I would. that, yeah. you know, it was just... <laughs> no, like the, the, for whatever reason, those, fir- those things I made in high school, I was like, I, w- I went and watched them again. I was like, man, I was smart. I was making good shit. Like, I made this thing where um, and this isn't anything crazy original, but I just acted like I was interviewing Obama. Um, and this is when he was still a Senator. Like, this oh, is wow. like, this is like when he had, he had announced running for president, you know, is like 2007 ish. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, I took, I acted like I was interviewing via, via satellite and I would take little snippets from his different interviews and then ask him questions out of context. And it would seem like he was answering me. And so I would just make jokes like that. Like I would say something like, so do you think that we're ready for a black man in the white house? And then I found some interview where he was like, well, we're going to see, we're going to see like, <laughs> like, so like, like, and it, he was answering to something else, but like people were like, Oh, look at what you did, dude. Like, um, so yeah, I remember doing that and feel and like loving putting things together like that and yeah. just like creating something out of something else, but using it for my own purpose. Yeah, that's dope also in high school to uh, just have the independence to just do creative stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was so caught in the cycle of just like, what is the hockey team going to think about uh-huh. me trying out for this play? Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. sucks. I wish I wasn't uh, that part. That, like, I wish I was more like, you know, had more confidence to do shit like that. Uh, I was always trying to just like show off. Like I was like, <laughs> what can I do that makes me people will know who I am or some shit? Because I, I ran like track and cross country and that's like, and I went to like this pretty black school like maybe 60 70 percent black in indiana yeah in indiana yeah really i didn't know that was a thing in indianapolis okay indianapolis Indianapolis is pretty integrated or whatever like it's it's pretty racially diverse and then gary and uh maybe south bend and muncie those are like the only ones but everywhere else is like pretty white and uh 
but yeah, I would, I would, I was ran cross country, so I'd be running around with these short shorts after school, and dudes would be like, look at this nigga short shorts, and just like laughing and shit. And so like, I just always was like, I don't want to be known as like the black dude running around in short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so that I was like making these videos, and people were like, okay, he wears short shorts, but he's also funny too, so it's cool, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah it's I, all part of your persona. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, so you started in college at IU. Yeah. So how many years did you, when do you start like your sophomore, junior or something? Or? I started when I was a freshman. Um, I started when I was uh, 18, going about to turn 19 in October of 2008. So the first place you did at Comedy Attic? Yeah. Uh, what a great place to start. Oh, it was, just, it was the best. I mean, because you get spoiled with like you understand what an open mic is in Indiana and then you like come here and you're like this is an open mic the fuck is this? oh yeah i'm yeah. sure <laughs> open mics in the end are probably one of the better shows here oh, like, audience wise yeah it'd be like doing hot tub or something like it's fucking it's great so uh that was your experience for the first four years just doing like easy shows i want to say not uh, easy but like where audience not open mics i mean there were some open mics that weren't good that were just like whatever like they'd still be better than open mics out here because there's still regular people but they weren't like like the comedy attic open mic just happened to be like Great. And the Crackers open mic, that's another place. Yeah, Cincinnati, right? No, Crackers is in Indianapolis. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, Cincinnati, they have Go Bananas. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, both those open mics were great. But, like, there's there were other ones you could go to that would just, they were, like, at coffee shops or whatever that were just kind of like, nah, you know, this is still better than doing tribal, but it's, like, yeah, it's not, it's not like, doing a show. Um, but, yeah, that's, I was mostly doing like hosting or doing open mics for the first four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you moved from right there to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I just knew that like, cause there were some people, I don't know. Did you, did you meet Tom Brady when you were in? I knew, I know Tom Brady. Yeah. Of yeah. He's so super, funny. Super uh, funny should probably guy. change his name for sure. Uh, <laughs> he but I, he takes that every, like, why not just do Thomas? Or, I, I, I think I've said that to him before, but I think, I think most people have probably said that, but yeah. it's so funny. But I mean, so I think he like, you know, he's been doing it this far going along with that name and it's, you know, it's working for him. So yeah, I don't think he's going to change it. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, audition for last comic standing. Before his, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he, he's got, he's got that, the joke that he does at the beginning of a set that's like explain, you know, it's about, oh, it yeah. acknowledges it. So it's like, it's all right. But he was, um, so him and this other guy, Joshua Murphy, and so the guy Josh Cox. I know. Uh, you probably met. All I think of them. I know all those guys because I. So I went down with uh, Todd Glass to go to Indiana. So yeah. they like uh, Tom Brady was like on the podcast when we went down there. Oh hell yeah! Uh, we did like a live show. So that's yeah. how I met him. And then he come back out here and hung up. But all the uh, I think um, Joshua Murphy. He's the tall, skinny guy. Right? Glasses. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, opened up for Todd that weekend. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those uh, guys are all really funny. Yeah, they're all great. Um, and those were the guys I started out with at the comedy attic and there was a thing so like i did comedy for like when i first started as a freshman for like i don't know a year seven eight months and then i kind of like stopped doing it for like a good eight months i just like didn't do it really and, and just was, focused on school or whatever just yeah didn't care. i just focused on school and i had read this book called a new earth <laughs> eckhart tilly was this like new age book about like uh like living in the present moment and not doing things for your ego and i was like so young and impressionable that i was like oh i'm just doing stand up for my ego i don't <laughs> i'm just trying to get famous i should be a doctor you know <laughs> and like i just like stopped doing it and then 
I came back to wow, it. Wow, what an interesting reason to stop doing stand-up. I know. It's so, it's, it's looking back on it, I was like, man, that was like some, for an 18-year-old to be all like, oh, I need yeah. to focus on Some like meta self-awareness. People. Yeah. Um, but then I like came back to it. I was like, you know what? I just like stand-up for stand-up and I really like, like I like doing it for it. And then I just came back to it and it was fine. But in that time that I kind of took off from it, the other guys kind of got like more into the club and they became the people that were you know featuring and mm-hmm. getting to host more and i was just farther back in the line just because you know i just wasn't around um and when i got to the time when i was a senior i was more in with like some places in indianapolis like morty's and stuff than i was with the comedy attic and i was just like man i feel like i need to move because it's it's gonna be a while before i'm one of those guys that's getting to feature and all that and i and i just it was impatient and i was like okay yeah. i'm either gonna move to like chicago or new york los angeles and there was just an opportunity to do an internship in L.A. So I was like, fuck it. I'll go to L.A. for this internship. Maybe it'll turn into a job. If it doesn't, I'll just move home. But it ended Was up, that the internship at YouTube? Or it was at Maker, yeah. Maker, yeah. That's is, So where you worked just until very recently. Yeah, yeah. So you've been working there for three or four years or so? Two and a half. I oh, came okay. here in like May of 2012. And I was an intern there. And then it turned to a real job in like September. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And uh, and now you're at like uh, the most exciting part, I think, of uh, like where you finally you said you were saying just recently where you don't have to have a day job anymore and you're just doing stand up kind of. So (laughs) I uh, I did quit my job and I had saved up for a while and I was like, you know, this will last me for a while. But it's not like it's more that I, I saved up and I have like stuff you know, that will keep me going for a while more yeah. so than I have like, Oh, I'm making all my money from comedy. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's just kind of like, Oh, now I can focus more and hope those opportunities come in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but either way, you know, that's still essentially yeah, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Being able to just focus on the thing is dope. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge jump to spend, you know, if you can structure out your days and be as motivated, just self-motivated to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see if I can. I mean, so far, I've been like not as productive as I thought I would be. Like I, I've been like fuck, like oh shit, like I'm sleeping till ten, and then I get up and I go run, and now it's twelve, and then fuck, I gotta go to this meeting thing, and it's like I, I, I gotta find the way to make it more, you know, get up early, write for like two hours, and then that's that that part of your day is done, and then you can just take care of the, all the other stuff. But I I want to establish a pattern of that, and I haven't yet. Yeah. I mean, you'll find it, you yeah. know, uh, you know, if you had success in other ways and, you know, sometimes without, it takes a little while without like the force structure of going to work to, you know, totally. get, get into that rhythm, but yeah, yeah. it's all possible. Um, let's, uh, let's take a break right now and, uh, we're going to hear you do some stand up comedy. Okay. Hope it's a good bit.
think the problem is I'm not good at reading signals. Like, I can't read body language. I can't tell if a girl likes me unless she's currently touching my penis. <laughs> and even then, I'm like, this could go either way. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump to any conclusions. I don't know how to text back either. Like, I don't know how long you're supposed to wait before you text someone back. Like, this happened to me recently. Tell me if you think I did the right thing. This girl texted me, nothing much, you, an entire day after I texted her, what's up? So I'm gonna reply, just chilling, exactly one year from now. feel 365 times as insecure as I did. That's what she gets. It's not really what happened. I texted back immediately. That's, that's what I do. I, I'm an immediate texter backer, and that's something I've come to accept about myself. I feel like you might be too. I can see it in your eyes. When I like a girl, I don't play the game right. Like, this is something that's happened to me several times where a girl reaches out to me first, texts me first, and because I like her, I'll be excited and I'll be like, oh yeah, and I'll text her back really quickly, and she'll take that as a sign to cut off all communication with me. <laughs> but she'll still like my posts on Facebook. That is the most confusing shit ever, okay? Someone that won't text you back but continues to like your social media posts, that's like a college that's rejected you, but keeps sending you apply now brochures in the mail. Stop giving me false hope, Harvard. You know what I'm I should've used the less prestigious college there. No one thinks I got into Harvard or even applied. But I couldn't get this whole texting back quickly thing and if it was a turn off, so I've been asking girls at shows for the past couple weeks, is it a turn off if a guy texts you back really quickly and if so, why? And a girl at a show a few weeks ago said, yes, it's a turn off, it means he's got nothing better to do. And I was like, this girl has really low self-esteem. I'll explain. Because this is the scenario that happens. She texts a guy, the guy texts back really quickly, and her reaction is, he's got nothing better to do than respond to me? I ain't shit. I ain't nobody. If I'm worth his time, then he's definitely not worth mine. Someone that's easy to reach? Gross. Niggas that text back to put make my pussy dry up. That's just so needlessly dirty, but that's the whole reason I wrote that joke, so I can say that sentence. Man, what what a bit. Whoa, that was so great. I mean, we sat here and listened to that and laughed just as hard as the people in the video. Yeah, uh, I felt even harder. Like, it, or just two people laughing was like the whole audience. I mean, it was so crazy that we actually gave me an applause break yeah. from watching a video, both of us, a two-person applause Standing break. Standing applause break. <laughs> Not easy to do. <laughs> we stood up and looked down at the laptop while clapping and laughing. 
Yeah. I've never done that before, especially not to myself. So I poured Gatorade on your head <laughs> in celebration. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, what's the exercise of choice for you? Are you, you a big hiker? I run. You run? Yeah, because I, you know. Oh, cross country, and you did all that. Yeah, it's kind of this you thing. that runner's high going? Dude, I mean, so you do it, like, for the sport or whatever at first, because that's, like, why you, 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 like, I did it high school and college just running, like, long distances. Like, I would run, like, 100 miles a week in college. Like, fucking run, wake up in the morning, run three miles, go to practice, you do, like, 12 or 11. Um, but then when I stopped and moved out here, I didn't do it for a while and then like I felt like my brain was working differently and I wasn't the same person so I was like oh shit this runner's high is kind of like weed in the way that like you only feel normal if you smoke so it's like oh I only feel normal if I run it's like that like I, I just have to do it yeah I mean that seems uh you know more of the beneficial thing of uh, you yeah know, yeah than other drugs <laughs> I mean weed's not that bad uh, it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool but it's it's the same thing as like if you have friends that are just like oh they don't they they just smoke every day and it's not even like a choice it's just like that's just what they do yeah that's that's like how i have to be with running interesting yeah uh so when days that you don't do you run like seven days a week um i try to there's days that i miss and it's like it's whatever it's but like if i if i go like a period without doing it at all like yeah i can definitely just feel like off yeah or just feel like i have a lot of pent-up energy and I'm just like too, I'm like restless. I'll be like, I'll feel restless. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I was saying earlier, I went on a hike today or it's more of just a, a leisure walk that happens to be on a hill of Runyon mm-hmm. Canyon. It's yeah. not, it's, you can't call that hiking, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I saw some lady like when uh, she was walking down the mountain, just holding her dog. Yeah. What's uh, Have you seen people holding their dogs before? Was it a really small dog? Like a not small enough to, for that dog to make a decision that it can't walk anymore. <laughs> Gosh, man, I uh, like the people are too nice to their dogs out here. Seriously. She had this look on her face like I'm a hero right now. <laughs> what like how big was the dog? Uh, probably, I don't know. Was it like one of those? Like It wasn't like a small like it wasn't like a chihuahua. Dog. No, it was probably the size of that pillow right there. Uh, oh, so regular wow. pillow size. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a pretty big dog. Not a big dog, but like it's a dog that should be able to walk. It wasn't like a like a hot dog. No, okay. no. I've just never put myself in the mindset of the person who picks up their dog for a walk. They must love their dog or they're seeing it as getting weight training at the same time as letting their dog out. But like the whole reason you take your, your dog on a walk is so that they tire themselves out and don't go crazy in the house, right? Right. So yeah. and I, I don't get it. Anyway, I had to drop in that little anecdote, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but uh, hey, hey, Ben Bazuna, what uh, – so – now that you're kind of don't have a day job, you got to, you got to find this thing. Would you, uh, do you sit down every day to write during the day? Is that something that you will do? Um, what's that? What's that like? You, you just thinking of jokes on your runs? Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I listen to music when I run and then other times, like if I have something specific, I'll like try to think of the wording for something. But right now, like, and I think this is something that can happen when you, and I'm trying to find a way to not be locked into this, but uh, like, so let, let's say you have um, a show coming up that you need to do good at or some sort of showcase type thing. Yeah. Someone outside just went, wow, and they're <laughs> clapping. I think they just watched my clip. I think that's what happened. I, yeah, it was a delay into the apartment next door, <laughs> yeah. so they might have just watched it. That makes sense. That's the applause break. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, like, y- you have something you want to do good at coming up, so in your head you're like well i just have to do these same jokes i can't i don't want to write anything new okay yeah. why would i waste yeah yeah dude definitely totally. i've been in that same 
same mindset before. And then what it, is it that you're uh, working towards right now? Um, just doing like on Thursday, a JFL audition thing, which yeah. is like, is, a, have you already done the first round or is this the, no, it's the first one. Okay. Got yeah. it. But, but it's like, and I guess I should just feel like, you know, like I know these jokes, I should just be confident in them, but there's a part of me that's just like, no, nah, I gotta, f- so I haven't, I haven't tried, like, you know, I've tried new lines here and new whatever here, but like I haven't written like a, a new bit and then went and done it at a show for a while, unless it was just like about something that happened that day. Uh, like when I, when I focused on doing my video stuff for a while, I just like was doing the video stuff and like only doing stand up when I got a show. And when I would go to the show, I would just do like old material cause I wanted to do good. So that muscle just didn't get flexed for a while. And yeah. so I'm working on just getting that muscle good again. Well, I think that's part of it, just kind of going through those different waves of, oh, you're working towards something. Um, I don't know. Eventually, I mean, I haven't gone through the JFL process at all, but uh, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's not anything. It's just the first thing. And, you know, a lot of people do it and it doesn't it might not work, you know, but it's still like you just want to do good at it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, but no, I've got in that mindset before of yeah. just like even not even for something that big, but just like a show at the improv or something. Totally. Like it's, you, it's like two weeks from now or like three weeks from now. And you're like, yeah. oh, I just it's all I'm thinking about. Totally. Um, and I, I almost feel like that mindset is detriment, detrimental because you can become a robot with your jokes and then you're not really like experiencing them when you do them you're just reciting yeah that's yeah you're phoning them in in a way where you're not picturing what you're saying exactly and i when i'm doing that i'm not having fun and so um yeah but essentially like that's uh in your best like in your most fun that's when you're going to do your best is when you're kind of riffing or being present so it's like oh could you possibly take that mindset into the auditions and stuff totally but i feel like you have to go through the audition process a couple of years to like get that comfortable. That's um, what I would think. Yeah. I also think like you can have that mindset and still do the jokes you planned on, but you kind of like, I almost do the best when I'll like get all the jokes, like really in my head and the order of what they're going to be. And then just like, don't look at it again for a while, like for like not a while, but like, uh, won't really look at it that day until like right before the, the thing and then I'm like oh this is the order but and so it's like I almost allow myself to forget so that when I go up there there's a moment of me being like oh I'm gonna do this one oh I'm gonna do this one and that makes it so much more present than if you're just like a b c and then you're fucking just you might as well be reading a teleprompter at that point yeah uh i've heard uh stories before of people just like having things happen in the audience but it being at a point where they just like all you know is to go down this set list. Yeah. So like something could happen that would make, sh- make you n- should not tell, tell this next joke at all. Uh, yeah. and then you just be like, Oh, but no, you guys don't understand. This is what I need to do. Cause it's written down mm-hmm. this way, mm-hmm. uh, to get like too stuck in that. Yeah. That sort you, of way. You, d- you don't want to get stuck in it and you want you want to know it so well that you can deviate from it, come back, fucking acknowledge what just happened. Or decide not to come back. Just be like, oh, well, I can't finish this now because that just happened. And that was way funnier than whatever the hell I'm going to say after this. So I'm going to move on to the next thing. And it's that's just having this comfort and it being just ingrained in you. Um, I mean, I think it, it depends on what kind of jokes you're doing, too. Like, if you do, like, long bits that are, like, three, four minutes or whatever, that's way different than someone that's just doing, like, these little two-liners or whatever. Because I think if you do those, when something happens, it's really easy to just move on to your next thing. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, when you get 
But I think it also, yeah, like once you get comfortable enough in just riffing in any situation yeah. and like, you know, being really aware of like where the audience is at, you know, you like, uh, you don't have to just stick to that ever. How do you feel about your riffing ability? Like if something happens? Um, I think that, uh, that's what I enjoy doing the most. Yeah. Um, and I always try to, but recently, like in the past, maybe six months, um, one of my huge goals was just keep going, uh, regardless and mm-hmm. always trying to tie it back into the next bit and never like give up on a riff and just be like, I'm just going to go into the next thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always, uh, I also, every one of my sets when I can, I always will try to start by riffing on something mm-hmm. because, uh, just seeing like, I think the audience seeing that you can be funny just by talking, mm-hmm. uh, like get some on your side so much better. And also it seems like your jokes are a lot smoother. When like you can kind of find that voice of just talking. Totally. Yeah. hundred percent acknowledging whatever, like whatever something just happened or like, you know, talking about the room or whatever it is. Yeah. I try to always, uh, now like recently just, uh, riff internally though mm-hmm. and not like on like do crowd work, be like, Hey, what's the deal with this guy? Let me riff yeah, on that. Yeah, I won't yeah. do that. I'll just, uh, try to have something in my head that I want to riff on, uh, that, people can tell that I'm just, it's the first time I'm saying this, but then always just go. How can they tell? Like, what's the, will it be something that happened that day? Or like, give me an example. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, for example, yesterday, like I started a set, uh, by saying like happy Easter. And, uh, mm-hmm. if anybody says happy Passover, make sure you punch them right in their dumb Jew nose. Uh, <laughs> like just as a Jew, but then like, uh, take that, like, and then I was like, Oh, I haven't been like a good Jewish person for Passover. I ate at a Denny's. And then from there, do a joke about Denny's, mm. but just like find a way to get into that first joke that sounds like it's off the first riff. Yeah. Uh, like some, something like that. So, yeah. you know, I totally, I agree with that. I think that anytime that I do something like I won't necessarily pick out s- someone in the room or so, unless there's something crazy that just happened, Un- but it'll, it'll sometimes be based off like the last person's material. Mm-hmm. Like if I can find a connection to it and then, and then like, not necessarily like to one of my bits, but just like, oh, that's funny they said that because I thought blah, 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 or, or like something like that. Or just talking about like what the place looks like. And then usually I can relate that to some bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole uh, week I was in Canada, I was always opening up with uh, just thoughts about uh, where I was staying or like just the people there. So it's like, oh, obviously these jokes are new like they think it's like very stream of consciousness maybe it might be like i've said it once or twice but uh you know like start off by saying like how i approach people on the street in canada or something yeah or just you know like start off with the jokes about that area and then from there like try to as naturally as i can just into all the other topics i think that's a good muscle to flex dude you're probably killing it right now uh in uh everywhere but los angeles yeah (laughs) i mean i think that's uh but like that's the process the road i'm taking is yeah. um, because I get so caught up in doing so many open mics because yeah. that's all I know. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I can only be so aggressive and hitting people up for shows and stuff. Totally. So uh, I, I feel that uh, I don't like I get funnier, but not a better at stand up. Like, yeah. you know, it's harder to get a laugh. So you have to really push yourself. But uh-huh. I think I'm plateauing and like uh, getting a good set. And, you know, because you're only doing three or five minutes, so. Yeah, I, sh- I listened, so, like, um, before I came, I wanted to see, like, what it was like, so I, li- and I know Brandon, like, he's my friend, so I listened oh, yeah. to the last one. Um, was that the last one that came out? Yeah, okay, yeah, last yeah, week. yeah, And I, I, he was talking about that whole thing of, like, he was saying he didn't do any open mics when he first came here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, it's like a funny thing, because that, that conversation is something that I've talked with people about, like, whether, uh, like, open mics out here 
make you better or whether they can make you lose confidence in bits because like they won't work at an open mic, but it's something that would kill in a real show. You know, like there's just that dichotomy and like thinking about, uh, yeah. You know? I mean, Brandon's so interesting. Cause, uh, like after doing that podcast for them, I've been like really thinking about it uh-huh. and it seems of such just like, uh, a way of like, he, he was just very conscious of like, Oh, I have this opportunity to break into the industry in this way. Mm-hmm. And I need to present myself uh, and like be very confident on the shows that I'm doing and like, don't want to be doing open mics in, in, in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's super interesting. It's like risky, but it like, uh, he got some great opportunities and as, as you know, like just really worked out. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people have that same thought process though. And like nothing, you know? Yeah, where they're just yeah, I've seen like, that as well. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon's actually the only person I've seen that work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I know of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, but I do. There is something to like, like I think you just have to have confidence in your ability and your writing when you go to an open mic, and not be like discouraged if something doesn't work. If you're like, no, I think this is funny. Like I'm not gonna throw this out just because these five people, it didn't. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, you know, nothing's worse than people just like being self-conscious and bailing on bits. I don't like not saying that I've never done that. Yeah. Cause I do, but, um, I always like, you know, if something's really not working, I'm have the self-awareness to comment on it, yeah. but, uh, you know, never just like tr- I mean, really trying to just not like give up on a thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a big part of it. The thing that you said before about like, keep going mm-hmm. with your, with your riffs. Um, yeah. Like I heard Gerard talk about that before. Where, yeah. Is that uh, where you got it from? Um, yeah, I think so. And also, uh, like, a big um, influence was Rory Scovel as well. Because okay. he never gives up on anything. He just keeps going. And it's always, he just has the confidence to make it funny. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, just the more you do comedy and the more years you spend, uh, it's just like you, you get that confidence in yourself to anything you talk about. You can make it funny and bring it back to some sort of life experience or something to, to you know, keep that going. Yeah, Rory's um, great. You're talking about, like, like even if he'll start to say something and no one's on board, he'll just like keep, keep, keep. Yeah, keep. he yeah, won't just yeah. go to another bit yeah. or won't like comment. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's has so it, how good has it worked does for it. you doing like like keeping going? Are you able to like when you were in Canada and you were trying to do that? Like were you were you able to make it work every time? Uh, yeah. The only time it doesn't work is when I just bail on it. Um, you know, because I can always find I've, I can always find something to yeah. to go into. Uh, you know, and like. Just not so there's not a huge disconnect between the opening riff and then the first bit, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to bail from there. Uh, but but yeah, usually I'm I'm and the worst sets I have is when I'll just go into material and I feel disconnected. Yeah, I don't like a sense for the room at all. Hell yeah. Yeah. I hate that, too. Uh, so now, um, like, are you going to try to do more of the road stuff or like uh, to try to go and do different comedy clubs or what's kind of your plan for the next couple of months? Um, well, I have, like, I'm doing some festivals. And uh, oh, have you done the Indiana uh, County Festival? I did that, like, two years ago, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm... Bloomington? Like, I, I applied to it this year. I don't know if I got in or whatever. But, like, there's there's some... Fe- like, I'm going to do Bridgetown. Have you done that before? I did it last year. Yeah, yeah. So... And it was great, yeah. Like, and then I'm going to do uh, a leg on... Um, the warp tour there's like oh really yeah yeah like like it's just like 10 dates in like july and so i'm hoping like in between those things um i'm also like like there's like video stuff i'm doing with the lie guy stuff where like there might be some stuff where someone will pay me to like make stuff for their thing but it's like in the the format of lie guys okay yeah 
while I do that, I'll need to like be around here. So I'm going to try and I'm just trying to like get back to doing, to writing new stuff. Like after I do this little tryout thing, um, I'm just trying to write more stuff and, and get it really polished before I go to that warp tour thing and do like, this is like 10 dates in July. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I don't have any other than doing like, like, like the festival there and that tour thing. And then a couple other festivals that I applied to that I hope I get into. I don't have any plans to like do clubs, like not right now, at least, you know, maybe it'll come up. I'm just hoping like, I just want to focus on the video stuff and, and at the same time do stand up in LA and then hope that when I put out this, there's a couple video projects I've been working out that I put mm-hmm. them out. Um, it'll just lead to more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's, uh, it's a more like quality of life way, uh, of going about stand up and like, uh, progressing and moving up the ladder is just like, do it like using the forum of YouTube and, and, uh, like instead of just grinding it out at the open mics that maybe the like percentage of you getting better is, is not as visible or like moving up in the ranks, uh, than actually like putting out a great product, like a, like a good YouTube video or something. Yeah. I mean, getting I still, notoriety that way. Yeah. I want to do like mics and stuff. It, the, the reason I wasn't in the past was just like, I didn't, I didn't have anything new I wanted to talk about. I, I was just like, I have these old bits and I'll, you know, keep on making them better gradually and gradually. But I do feel like now there's, there's, there's stuff I want to talk about. So yeah. Will you ever just so you won't ever go to a, will you ever go to an open mic if you don't have anything new and it's just like oh this is something I sh- probably should be doing tonight. Yeah, I'll do it, but I'll never feel that great about it. I'll just be like, uh, I have like these half form premises, and I'm just up here fucking like, you know, it, it feels really half hearted. It feels like I'm not giving it the full uh, like like the premise that I'm trying or the old joke that I'm doing because I haven't worked on it or and I'm not trying anything new. It feels like uh, it's, it's not it's it's not a hundred percent. It's like uh, this is uh, I guess this is something, but I don't really know if I got anything out of this. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, have you ever done any colleges? Yeah. Uh, like kind. They weren't in the way like through like a NACA thing or anything. It was just kind of like through like someone being like, "Do you want to do this show mm-hmm. at a college?" And it's it's been like few and far between, like four or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like the, the demographic for your videos, a lot of them are probably like college kids. Yeah, students. totally. I'm sure so. A lot of college kids probably would know your uh, YouTube channel, right? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you ever uh, do you ever have anybody like message you or something because of your videos and be like, "Oh, it'd be cool if you came here." Um, or is that? I've had people like message me just being like, oh, these are cool or whatever. Like UCLA kids say stuff, but no one's ever been like, uh, they, the people have said like, you should come to my college, but it wasn't like the person who books the college. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. So I'll just like respond to them and be like, yo, tell your union board. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of comedians will just go and pursue colleges in that way. Uh, just independent from NACA and just kind of, mm. uh, you know, like send them, you know, a message to the uh, student government or whatever that is, or, you know, the coordinator. Yeah. And, you know, with you and your videos, you could like send those as well. And it'd be, I um, probably, I probably could. Um, I need, I should get on that. Um, so, uh, you have, you have a live show as well that you do here in LA, right? Embarrassing. Oh yeah. The thing I do with Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, great premise for a show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It was born out of just, uh, we had done another show together um, where we would, where we did that as one segment on the show where we just showed old stuff we had made and we made fun of it and just riffed on it. And 
I've and a lot of my material has always been like that, like just talking about things that like are uncomfortable to me and things that are embarrassing to me and then just making it public and laughing at it. So like doing the show felt like an extension of the stuff I already do in my standup. So it was like, and it involves media and I just liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pumped. Uh, Gabriella, uh, the girl who works mm. on that show as well. She, uh, asked me to do it the, in May, oh. uh, coming up, but like I, I wanted today to just play, uh, the thing I was going to play on the, on the show, but I feel like, uh, we shouldn't if, uh, like if I'm doing it later, cause you can't hear it twice. Is that a thing? What does uh, it not matter? I don't care. Uh, cause it's it. so funny and I do, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, so when I was in high school, mm-hmm. my junior year, my mom went out of town for two weeks uh-huh. and uh, I threw a party at her house. And when, uh, during the party, I let one of my friends uh, have sex with this girl in my mom's bed. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know this was going on, but it was the girl's first time. And oh, uh, got a little messy. Didn't uh, clean any of it up. Oh, my gross. mom came back. And that <laughs> night, uh, like the fir- when the night she came back, she found uh, what was going on there. Uh, so the next day, she made uh, me and my two best friends at the time, Sean and Joey, sit down for a lecture with my mom uh, and my mom and my two friends, just like exp- like just a b- talking about that situation. And uh, I didn't know this until two years ago, but my friend recorded that. Oh gosh. Uh, recorded that lecture. <laughs> Uh, and it's, so funny. yeah, and my mom used to do stand up. She did it for like seven years. So oh. like she was trying to be a mom in this situation, yeah. but also she was like yelling at us how we don't know what we're doing with sex. So we shouldn't be having it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Does she end up being funny and not even, she's not even trying to be, she's just funny. No, it's, pr- it's pretty serious. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's a couple like pauses for like laughter and stuff. Uh, <laughs> cause you guys were laughing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like trying to hold, like really trying to hold it. Cause it's a very serious situation. Uh, <laughs> how did you like, so your friend like didn't know that the girl bled all over the, the bed. Or? I don't know if he did or not, but he didn't tell me and I didn't check. <laughs> That's uh, so shitty. That's so gross. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Not a proud moment. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, so I have, I have that, uh, I was going to play it, but I think I'll just not. I think that's probably better just to not. But uh, anyway, excited to to do that. Um, <laughs> um, I have a similar thing that happened one time um, when I when I when so me and Neil used to live together in this little uh, compound, like this comics compound in Highland Park. It was like uh, there were like two houses in it, like Tushar, you know Tushar. Yeah, he sure. Lived, he actually lives right across the street now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Tushar right lived the there. Um, who else lived there? Uh, Ron Funches lived there for a short time. What? Chris Thayer lived there. And it was like this, it was, it was a weird, like, yeah. So, so we both lived there and we were really poor. Like Neil especially was super poor. Like he didn't, he, me and him were just sharing a room. Okay. And so usually he would sleep in this other guest room. Um, but like, uh, there were times when like I wasn't home, he would sleep in my room, like in the bed. And, uh, I uh, had sex with this girl, and the same thing had happened where she had bled on in the bed. Oh man! But I assume that what time wasn't from her first time. No, uh, it but just, it, yeah, it was yeah, just it a just, thing. It that just happened. happened. Uh, and uh, and then I didn't like do anything. I didn't like. I just left it there. And then Neil came and like napped like later, oh, no. like the next day or something. And then I told him and he was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is so gross. <laughs> oh man. I mean, that's pretty bad if your buddy, yeah. uh, that. but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I'd probably have to say that my mom sleeping in it is just the worst case scenario. Yeah, that's that's way worse. If my mom slept in a girl, it oh god, yeah. Uh, I asked this question on each each episode. Uh, is there a moment from your childhood, growing up, that you're like, uh, you look back and you're like, oh, that was when I was being the shit as a kid. Uh, like you look back and you're like, oh, I'm kind of on top of my kid game right now. Uh, it could be like a little league home run or something like that. Anything pop up? Um, like, like something I did that was awesome as a kid. Um, I mean, you were kind of playing just track and field or you started to do theater at a young age. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. What, what can, what's the cutoff for a kid? You think mm, like high school? Um, okay. Could uh, be in high school. Also, you don't even have to have one. Uh, no, let me think of well. one. I could probably think of something. Something I did that was fucking dope as a young kid. Uh, there was this time when uh, it was like in a soccer game, and I was playing with kids that were older than me. Like, I don't know why, but I was like 12 and they were 14. So everyone was like way better than me. And the coach was this Italian guy who like had played professional soccer at to some degree in Italy, but then he hurt his knee, and so he wasn't like able to play anymore so he was just coaching like these kids and he was fucking like so hardcore and I would barely ever get to get off the bench and there was this travel soccer team and uh one time I got in and I was playing like midfield or something and the ball got crossed over and I like was trying to kick it with my foot but I instead like need it and it like went in the corner and it scored and I was like so happy and running around yeah yeah and like uh because I just never got in the game that I was like, oh, this is the fucking best. And like, I made, and I pretended like I meant to do that with my knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I totally was trying to kick it with my foot. But <laughs> do you ever tell anybody after? You're like, hey, actually. No, hey. no. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, own it. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you ever think about uh, how, how you want to die? Mm. These are some real deep questions I'm just tossing at you on stage. No, uh, <laughs> wanna no. I, I don't. I don't really ever think about how I want to die. Um, I think about. I think about death, though. I think about like what that is. Like, like if there is, like if you just die and then it's just like fucking before you're born and you're just like not even conscious anymore. Or like, you ever think about that? Not. You mean think about what it was like before I was born? No, no, no. Like, if it's going to just be nothing again. Like, you know how you can't remember anything before you were born? Mm. Is it going to be the same exact thing where you just die and then your consciousness is just, and then just nothing? Yeah, I, I haven't really put too much thought into it. I would I would assume assume so, I think. That that seems right, right? Yeah, it <laughs> seems sad. But <laughs> Unless there's fucking, uh, you get reborn and you don't remember your last life. That's yeah. pretty much the same thing because you won't remember. I think uh, balloons probably have the best dying process, <laughs> like when they get released up <laughs> into the sky. Because what a great view you have! Like, uh, but it's like super scary. Well, if they don't know what's going to happen, then it's great. Right? Do you think balloons know? Uh, I think they probably don't because they've never been that high before. They have no idea. They probably just think they're going to keep on going. So it's just an instant death. It's probably really painful for like a second. But then it's nothing. Right. So I'd say I'd want to die like a balloon. That's how you want to die? Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. You want to just be keep going higher, float and higher. In the air and then explode. I mean, if you the if exploding you, part sounds pretty horrible. Yeah, but it's only a second. 
I mean, and you get to have the best view of your life. But like that second though is gonna be so bad. <laughs> like, like literally, imagine your entire body exploding, your guts go everywhere, blood rains down. Like that's gonna be, yeah. But I guess you would you would lose consciousness. Like, but it would be a horrible second. Yeah, <laughs> worth it though for that last that last ride up. I mean, you could get that view in an airplane though. Why do you need to? Fight? <laughs> it's not worth. Exploding. How do you how do you really want to die? Like if it was like an actual way. Oh man. Uh, probably old age. Yeah. Right. That I seems mean, like you the know? best way. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys who are like, no, you're done after seventy. Like, no, you can still like do fun stuff. I mean, I would, I would like to die before I'm a burden on everyone around me. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes when you get into those old ages, you're just like an old antique car that fucking like anything you do, something's going to break and you got to go in and your life is just in and out of hospitals of like, well, now I have cancer. Now I have lymphoma. Now right, I have, and your you family's know? just dragging along. <laughs> yeah. just like, And he's just like, yeah, grandpa's here. Hey, grandpa. And he's fucking, you're just like so old. I would, I would hope like either I take care of myself to the point where I never that never happens to me or I die before that happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to definitely not. That's, that's like the, 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 that, if that's your last 10 years, that's, it's not a good 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what's the most you could in those 10 years, like you could probably like read some books and catch up on TV shows, but you're not doing much else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I'm not able to move on my own, I think that's when, when you're I not call able to like wipe your own ass, right? Yeah, shit, then yeah. It's then, like, God, do I really want this anymore? Right. I mean, like, how how you great is just have like you know the rest, everything else you're gonna be doing if you can't wipe your own. I mean, the saddest part is that if you get to that point, you don't have enough strength to commit suicide. So you just have to fucking. That's it. You can't tell them to unplug you because you're probably not even plugged in. You're just a fucking immobile old person who just has to like live it out man yeah it's getting dark <laughs> well thanks for doing this podcast uh, okay last thing i want to uh, yeah. talk about um is when you you mentioned it earlier like you read that book in college where uh you started to make all your decisions not based on ego yeah. uh, is that something that you still will transfer into you know how you live now or is that you kind of forgot about it yeah it's a weird thing where like those you think you learn something and then you you forget and then you have to relearn. So I definitely have had like the same exact thought pattern where it's like, Oh shit, I'm doing all this stuff again for the same reasons. But then you kind of just, yeah, I always have to re I, I always take stock. Like, I don't know if it's every year or whatever, but just like look at my motivations and make sure I'm still in check and make sure like, I feel like what I'm working towards is worthwhile. And you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, I like doing that. Yeah. Um, it's a tough thing to to um, think about and like really assess if you're living your life that way, because mm-hmm. uh, like I like to think that uh, you know before I have any success in in comedy that I'm a happy person or like you know like uh, yeah. fulfilled and you know throughout the day. But I also think that once I get to a level where I can just work in comedy, mm-hmm. then that's when the real like happiness will take place. Yeah, and it's like you have to like that that type of thinking is it's it's not going to work because like you've heard that Jim Carrey quote where he's like, I wish everyone could achieve 
every dream and hope they could ever have so they could find out that that's not the answer. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a sad quote, but it's kind of like he's basically saying, I'm the most successful movie star ever. I'm a billionaire or not billionaire, millionaire, whatever. Um, but he still struggles with stuff. So it's like finding that that that's something that I have to relearn all the time of like, cause you get in your head, you're like, Oh, when I get this many views or I get this many subscribers or if I get on this show and it does feel good in the moment, but it's not, it's not lasting. So the, the lasting happiness really has to come from just like figuring yourself out and figuring out like, it's, it's like from family and stuff. I think it's yeah. like, it's from like real shit that doesn't go away. Cause like all this, like even if you get your own show someday, there's still going to be, if you don't figure out your own issues or whatever, it, it's, it's still going to feel the same. You're just going to be like the dude yourself, but just with a show and more responsibilities. Right. Yeah. Which and still like, going through these same internal struggles, but maybe being able to, uh, you know, like hide them or something in a different way because you have the financial backing to do <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have money to afford drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, that's something I think about a lot. I, I, do you ever look at um, people that are really successful and like wonder, like, are they happy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that all the time. Yeah. You know, or, or like how, how you got there mm. and is, is that something that uh, you're proud of or whatever? Mm. And, you know, how does, how does that affect you? I don't know. Yeah. You know, like... Um, I don't want to like name like name names that people I like, think about in that. No in name that realm. names, dude. I was gonna hear this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but yeah, no, it, it's 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 definitely something that that I think about. Um, I don't know what I I don't know what that will be though. That once I get that thing where I get to work in comedy, like mm-hmm. if if that's gonna do it. But I think that uh, that's why you work so hard to get there is yeah. because you have that, you know, sense of like uh, this, what the fulfillment will bring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like, so, so this is like a small, this isn't anything where near getting my own show or anything like that. Like, but just like the, the small success of the YouTube stuff, I had this thought in my brain of how it would feel after that happened, you know, of like, Oh, if I get this and I have like a manager or whatever, like it'll make me be feel like a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not even a conscious thought; it's just like a a thing that you just you're like, oh, I'm gonna be. And I think uh, just stop you there real quick. Like yeah. getting stuff like that, yeah. at least just uh, helps you with confidence walking to a room of comedians totally. and being like, oh, I can be myself and talk to these people. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know I've earned this. Totally. But uh, essentially, you could have that without anything. But mm-hmm. like in that sense, it might be easier. I mean, at least in my head, sometimes to like just be comfortable in more situations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like in in practice, it it's the same as you know getting on a show or whatever. It you feel good right then, but I, ultimately it's like, oh, my real fulfillment isn't going to come from so many retweets or so many fucking people getting on a show. It's all, it's all going to come from just like looking at what the thing you want to do is or what your purpose is and then following through with that and comedy just happens to be the form you're using, you know? But, but like for me, that's, that's what I had to realize for myself and for other people it might be different. It might be that like straight up, the numbers or the, the the credit is what makes them happy, but that's not I that's not for me what makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's possible for that to be a thing. Like maybe 
you can self-justify that it is just a credit that's gonna that's gonna bring all happiness, but it's not your it's not lasting. It's not the the long thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Life. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is probably one of your funniest episodes, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so many laughs. Sometimes it doesn't have to be though at yeah. all. You know, like uh, I got to know you. People listening got to know you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, go go see you do comedy. Go watch, check out Lie Guys. Go to Embarrassing at the Improv. Uh, other shows that you do. You Hell know? yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So I think that's what's cool about podcasts. Sometimes is like you. If you think somebody's funny, like, oh, you just want to get to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes it doesn't have to be. Dude, I'm so excited to hear the people that you think uh, stepped on the small people to get to the top once we finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> I, I mean, no, it's not It's not like stepped on, but uh, as much as just uh, the choices that they make in, wh- in like what they take in like, uh, you know, just to like, mat- like get certain uh, things or whatever. Like, is that something that brings them happiness? Like I think about that, like because everybody's process of uh, getting things or whatever, uh, or just shows that you're on is, is so so different. For everybody, yeah. You know? uh, but it's just like, oh, you have to make choices. If I mean, in the beginning, it's like, oh, just take take whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, to have like the career, they're like, oh, I did this, and I'm really proud of that thing that I did. I think that's really important. You wanna you wanna always you never like I read some quote from fuck I don't even remember who, but they were just like. I think it was Larry David. He said, like, never do anything that makes you cringe. Yeah. Even I mean, he would just straight up not do stand most stand-up shows when you would yeah. go. So you just have get a bad vibe. And I bet he feels, like, really proud of the work he's done, you know, because he's like, I didn't compromise. I wasn't like, yeah, I don't really like this, but a lot of people will see it. You know, he's just like, I don't want to do it. I won't do it. You know, and I think there's – it takes a lot of confidence and a lot, and maybe it can be scary turning things down, but like you want to, you want to always be able to like go to sleep at night and be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm looking back at these things and I feel like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. And I, you know, so I believe in that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's <laughs> tough for me to even think about ever turning something down as far as, you know, like television, but, uh, hopefully one day you'll be able to, <laughs> it's kind of the goal, right? To like get yeah. to a point where you can just, just get to the point where you can be like, fuck you now, you know? That's the whole point. That's, that's yeah. the name you do. Well, I mean, yeah. that's that's the process that you're doing. You're making opportunities for yourself by doing your YouTube videos and uh, and, and that route. So I think you're, you're doing it. Thanks, man. I'm trying. Uh, that being said, thanks for thanks for talking to me. Thanks on this for podcast. having me. Real fun. Uh, Twitter at Ben Vizuna. Yep. And go YouTube. watch them. Yeah. YouTube.com slash lie guys. L-I-E-G-U-I-S. Yeah. Um, And that's it. Sweet, man.